Hello, 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 and welcome back to the most unusual podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Butterly. If this is your first time here, I recommend going back to the start as we have been on a journey so far and I just don't want you to miss out on it, you know? It just gives you a feel for what, what to expect, you know? We'll get to know each other a little bit more. So on this week's episode, we are going to be discussing the truth behind the red hair. Um, and I'm going to lay it all out for you. So I am ginger myself just leave that there and I have many ginger friends sometimes there's more ginger people than regular people I must say out in the group my siblings are also ginger and my cousins are ginger even my dad is ginger but he has since dyed his hair um, and has blonde streaks in it but besides the fact there is a lot of gingers around so why I chose this subject was because to this day many people with red ginger hair get slagged and I wanted to go back to the root of the problem and understand why this is happening, you know, and why we were singled out, you know. I know people with red hair is a little bit of a minority, so I feel a little bit special, you know, that's how I see it. But some people actually just get ripped apart. Um, there was definitely something behind it, you know. So the idea that redheads actually embody a certain otherness is something that can be seen almost from the beginning of recorded history. So it's quite interesting, actually, when I did start to learn all about red hair there was many different type of traditions like for example poland had a tradition or has i'm not sure if they still do and um, if you pass three redheads in a row you'll win the state lottery i feel like a magpie you know it's like if you see two magpies salute to it in Corsia or Corsica, I don't know how to say that, uh, France, one must spit and turn around to avoid bad luck if passing a red hot, a red hot, <laughs> a red head on the street. Um, yeah, it's not too good. And then also Russian tradition, which I didn't know Russians are have a lot to do with redheads as well. They declare that red hair is both a sign that a person holds a fiery temper and craziness. So I actually have been commented on my temper for my hair but that was like when I was younger I, I swear I don't have a temper anymore a fiery temper at that um no I'm lying to you so a Russian proverb warns that there was never a saint with red hair so you're in for a treat I'm telling you here and now I find this pretty fascinating I must say even Adolf Hitler reportedly banned the marriages of two redheads as he feared their children would be deviant offspring. So there was mad notions about redheads, you know? And it's, as I said, it's been around since the beginning of time. Uh, no, but since they started recording things. And another myth that I got a good giggle out of is that redheads were taught to be conceived out of unclean sex. So basically dur during menstruation um, and they were given the nickname tampon top I honestly have never heard of that I don't know if anyone has ever been called tampon top but I've heard carrot top I I like carrots I don't think that's that offensive but you know it is what it is so I myself never actually got much hate for the color of my hair and if I did I must have blocked it out but I did used to say it was strawberry blonde at certain stages. Maybe I was a little bit ashamed when I was younger. And then some people would say that I wasn't a true ginger, but those people that were saying that weren't even ginger themselves. Like, so I don't even know where they were coming from, you know? <laughs> it just didn't make any sense. It's like, I'm not a true ginger. It's like, man, you're not ginger either. Like, that doesn't make any sense. I'm more ginger than you are. But yeah, myself and my sister would often get our hair touched or our picture taken um by strangers when we were younger 
And my mum just allowed it as well. Like, yeah, go ahead, touch their heads. Jesus, you would never allow that now. Especially when we came across Americans. Americans loved it. They'd soak that shit up. But I didn't mind the attention now, I must say. And then, of course, how could I not mention um, the famous video that came out from South Park saying that ginger have no souls. So, I don't know if you've seen it on YouTube. It came out about 10 years ago. A ginger guy basically put up a video of him saying he does have a soul. And he proceeds to say he goes to church, he's a Christian, and makes some mad noises. (laughs) He goes through several phases, like, of anger um, and calmness. But, like... He's pretty adamant. He has a soul, you know. Um, Jesus, if I had a penny for every time I was asked if I had that I had no soul, you know, I'd be a millionaire. Um, but I'd highly recommend to go watch because it's a good, enjoyable little two minutes. And South Park actually made him into a character and added him to, like, the next season after that. So that's funny. So, yeah, let's get straight into it, shall we? So it is estimated around 1.2% of the world's population has natural red hair. And breaking that down even further, like Scotland has like 13%, Ireland like 10%, and America like 2%, USA. Which is wild because of the population of America, but I guess it is like the mostly the Northern Territories that claim gingers you know and there is one specific gene responsible for it called mc1or uh, in chromosome 16 so if you know what i'm talking about because i don't really know what i'm talking about and it is a slight mutation so it is a recessive gene and it must be passed on by both the mother and the father you know it just um it can't just be given by one or the other they both have to have it which is quite interesting actually because my mom's family are like all black haired people so yeah obviously she has it but apparently like between 40 and 60 percent of the world's population has it i'm surprised there isn't more ginger people but it's still it's still quite interesting and then with the gene comes some amazing superpowers you know many redheads produce like extra vitamin d within their body when they're exposed to like low light conditions um, and it's also reported that redheads require more anesthetic um, and are harder to sedate, you know. You just can't keep us in. We're just so powerful. <laughs> and to add a little bit more to it as well, which is quite interesting, an average adult has about like 120,000 hairs on their head. Now, I don't know who counted that, but like fair play to them. Um, and that's like blondes and brunettes. But then ginger only have, like redhead only have about... 90,000 or even less um their hair is actually just thicker so there you have it now you know how, how much hair is on a on your red-headed friend so the myth and history of red hair is wild you know it does contradict itself in a lot of ways but it's really enjoyable to um hear so it does appear in many places around the world from the cold extremes of like the northern europe to the islands of like polynesia um, and as we've learned, it has like a sporadic nature. So it's often found itself a minority, as we said, which possibly explains so many strange beliefs behind it, you know, and the ideas that have sprung up around redhead, um, red hair throughout the ages. So starting with ancient Egypt, red hair was associated with the god Seth. And that as a consequence alone people that had red hair were often ridiculed and even sacrificed because apparently he had red hair too and people considered him to be strong but dangerous and kind of weird so I don't know why that involved someone to be sacrificed but how the ancient Egyptians worked that was up to them so the Egyptians (laughs) the Egyptians 
The Egyptians regarded the colour as so unlucky that they had a ceremony in which they burned red-headed maidens alive to wipe out the tint. Like, you're just going to wipe out the whole person if you do that, you know? Um, I just... It's very violent. I wish they'd nearly just shaved their head, but again, it's ancient times. You can't just be shaving someone's head. However, we also know that Egyptian pharaohs, um, Ramesses II um, in particular, he was often regarded as the most powerful and celebrated pharaoh of the Egyptian empire. Now, I actually don't know if it's a man or woman. I assume that it's a man. Actually had red hair and has been found in the roots of the remains of the mummy, which is quite interesting. Which is wild that they could even figure that out. Also extremely terrifying that a body can be preserved for so long. Imagine to this day, that's how we wrap bodies. Because if you did open a coffin, is it like the clothes are just left there and obviously the bones. But like, is everything else gone? I imagine so. It's just, it's mad to think, isn't it? Sorry, we we digress, we digress. So either way in Egypt, I would feel pretty sacred you know if the pharaohs had it i'd feel safe enough then we have the ancient greeks um and apparently arist aristotle aristo aristotle the greek philosopher himself is reputed to have made comments about red hair you know the reddish are of bad character he said he seemed to think redheads as being emotionally unhousebroken so i don't know what that means like are they not are they not able to like live in a house what does that mean um but I guess we could be a lot worse things you know um we could just and there's a lot more <laughs> I guess we could be a lot worse things if we're not unhousebroken you know um I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head right now but um there's a lot worse things to come trust me so the Greeks also believed that redheads turned to vampires after death so they often burnt them or buried them alive so I just feel like there's just a lot of burning going on even red wigs would be given to actors that were playing slaves um, in a Greek or Roman theatre as many slaves were imported from the Northern Hemisphere, <laughs> from the Northern Territories. However, on the other side of things, as I said, they do contradict each other a lot. Roughly around 400 BC, Herat dot <laughs> I'm not even going to say that name, um, and he's an ancient Greek historian, described how the Budni a large and powerful nation had bright red hair and deep blue eyes. So, honestly, at this rate, it just depended when you were born, you know. Um, you could either be burned alive or you'd be loved for it. It just, it seemed like this the whole way through, to be honest. Um, so, I'm nearly glad that we're, I'm, I was born in this time. Um, or was I? <laughs> the hair of female statues was also mostly painted red. As the Greeks loved the colour red, but this also could be due to the fact that there was limited paint colours um, available. I just think that's wild. Like, it's like you're really grasping at straws here. Redheads doing anything for a little bit of attention, like. But it was admired in ancient Greek as it was associated with honour and courage. So, I'll take it. I'll take it. It's also been said that the daughter of Zeus and Leda, or Leda, uh, is described in Greek... <laughs> mythology as the most beautiful woman in the world and she had red hair so I don't know if this podcast is more for you or me but I'm carrying my head out of here like I feel like my head's just gone up in the balloon you know (laughs) and then Aphrodite the ancient god of love beauty sexuality and fertility was said to possess the MC1 origin as well now again it seemed like 
a lot of people do possess the gene. It's a recessive gene. So I'll take it. I'll fucking take it. As you can see, so far, historical information about redheads contains many contradictions, as I said, and varies greatly across different cultures and countries. So this leads me into the religious and spiritual implications of red hair, which have been further strengthened by the art of Christian Europe. Um, so there's Eve, there's Judas, and there's Lilith. And they've all been betrayed to have had red hair, leading people to believe that those with red hair were untrusty. And um, I, I find it hard to believe, but it makes a lot of sense. So I do think Christianity and popular perception has had a big role to play in this. And this is like where we are today. You know what I mean? In particular, there's like Michelangelo's art work um, called The Temptation and Exclusion, called Temptation and Exclusion of Adam and Eve. Um, And it initially portrays Eve as like a level-headed brunette before she lures Adam down the road of temptation and damnation. That rhymes. I really like the word damnation. You know, you'd love to shout it at someone. Um, and then she's later depicted as a red hair, like as she's like leaving leaving the Garden of Eden or whatever. And she's all like seductive and suspicious, like all the words that sound like real sexy, you know. So Eve's red hair is seen as a stain of sin, like the original Scarlet Letter. So this is where it all started, you know. And then we have Judas. So you know the man who portrayed the one and only Jesus Christ himself. So this negative connotation goes as far as France, which already had a low of opinion of gingers back in the 19th century. I've no idea why. They just seem to have a low opinion of gingers. And the phrase Paul the Judas, Paul the Judas, (laughs) Judas, uh, was used as an insult, meaning hair of Judas. So if you ever hear a French person say to that, it's not nice. It's not. It's not a nice thing to be said. But what I do love about the Judas story, and I just, it's wild. You know, all these stories are fantastic. Is that it's linked to vampires? I know. I know. Can you believe it? So the legend that link vampires with both red hair and Judas is that Judas became the first vampire when he committed suicide following the betrayal of Jesus Christ. He had thirty pieces of silver, um, that he received for his betrayal of Jesus Christ and they became a weapon that could be used against him burning his skin with its touch so it's like much like the way a crucifix burns a vampire um, in movies and hence the use of silver bullets in vampire and werewolf werewolf (laughs) um, movies so you just can't make this shit up like literally you can't make this shit up or it is all made up but I like it I'll take it Um, I'm taking it all you know Finally, as I said, we have Lilith, who I kind of love. I think she's my favourite of them all. She's Adam's first wife and was known to have refused to lie beneath Adam during sex. Or, as I wrote here, sexual intercourse. (laughs) And stated, why should I lie beneath you when I'm your equal since both of us were created from dust? So, look, she's just looking for a bit of equality, if anything. Um, maybe she was, I was going to say something there, I can't say that. Uh, when that happened anyway, she apparently was really seductive to other men as well. But she was actually then turned into a demonic figure and having mythical and seductive powers. So when she wouldn't lay with them, they were like, you're a demon. <laughs> so, you know, you can't win. You obviously couldn't win as a woman in these times. So it seemed like there was some very much heavies related to the ginger name and obviously it caused some backlash you know but it's not over yet though 
And we've only... No, we haven't touched the tip of the iceberg, but we're halfway there. And then was this association with witchcraft, and that has been recently reaffirmed. So this was around the late 1400s, in which hefty vendettas were against anyone who appeared to be a witch, and the number one trait being a woman, um, female, along with like a lo- along with lust, um, adulterousness, and adulteress. Adulterousness and fornifications, fornications, fornifications, and as I mentioned before, like about the like the seductive, sexy side, <laughs> it definitely wasn't. It was like seductive and um whatever it was. <laughs> what did I say? Seductive and stuff. Anyway, I said seductive too much there. All of this combined with like widespread belief led to redheads being associated with witchcraft and sorcery. So they're look, we're just not getting a break, you know? We're just, we're out to be killed and murdered if we don't follow the way. Um, And what came next was, like, centuries of persecution for women. So it was, like, the 14, 15, 1600s. Um, Now, around, like, in Britain, or, like, the Brit- British Isles, around, like, 60,000 were at, women were estimated to have been drowned or burned at the stake during these trials. Now, I'm not going to say all of them were ginger. I don't... I can't imagine they are. They were out for blood, it seemed. Anyway, they just want to get rid rid of females. And then in Germany, it was like 45,000 women were estimated to be killed. So I wouldn't have liked to have been born in that time either, you know. But also, imagine you actually were a witch. like. And then we have, in the early 1600s, at the end of the reign of Queen Elizabeth I, the belief of like pixies and fairies came along. In, like emerge around like the southwest of England they were then and have since been like strongly associated with red hair for their mischievousness and otherworldly talents so I like I like being associated with fairies to be honest I like being associated with all these people really probably not Judas but look I, I like even Lilith you know they stand, they're standing up for themselves fairies fairies are so small <laughs> that's definitely just uh that's just uh, what I've been showing. I have no idea what fairies look like. And another interesting fact is that in the medieval mind, so like they all, they felt like gingers or redhead people like had like magical properties about them. So especially like their bodily fluids and they believed that the fat from a red haired man could be used to make poison. We could still try it now, you know. And also it was stated that the blood of a red haired man was needed to turn copper into gold. Like, if that was the case, I'd kill a good few of my friends. Um, No, I wouldn't. Just for gold, that'd be terrible. And then the urine from red-haired boys was also used to make the paint for stained glass windows. So it seemed like the men just had a good good side of it. Like, the women were punished. But also, if you're taking the fat off a red-haired man, I can't imagine he'd be living too long. So the red hair has many significant connotations and a lot of symbolism. And essentially a pretty clear link to the devil and satanic practices from what we've learned anyway. So even during like the Spanish Inquisition and stuff, red hair was seen as a like result of them stealing fires from hell. So like they were running down the gates of hell and they were stealing the fire. And so many were, were branded as witches and burned to death. But like imagine making such a statement like that now. But actually... I wouldn't even be surprised 
if people do because of the statements that people come out with to be honest i'd probably just believe it i was like yeah you know he was down in hell and he grabbed her he grabbed fire and that's why he's redhead <laughs> i keep saying um you could just shave your head but again like this is like the spanish inquisition i can't like they don't they don't have a shaver they get a knife and do it really close to the head i imagine like people being in a jocker the skin would be coming off the scalp <laughs> i'm just picturing it in my head you know it seems pretty sore um, and then there's a book actually by Martin Roach and he stated that some people saw red pubic hair as a marked place by the devil and that it was a connection to the fires of hell. And it, it kind of is the same for like they'd strip like the women down and they'd look for like moles and freckles and whatnot um, and they'd be like yes you've been kissed by the devil um, and it would just be another reason to kill them so you'd be just very unlucky like if you're a gingery freckly person um born in that age so yeah it's just wild so ultimately it does occupy occupy a strange place in our cultural landscape and has had a long lasting effect as i said like bringing it into today's world like we can't burn people at the stake and we we can't bury people alive we can it, it, it's just it's frowned upon obviously but we can certainly slag them but that's also frowned upon too. So what I take from this, I'm not too sure. Um, history has both been kind and cruel to redheaded people, more the latter, I imagine. But what I will say is to take slagging with a pinch of salt. If anything, what's that What's that phrase that your parents always say? If someone's slagging you, they're just jealous of you. It's, <laughs> it's the best way to be, you know? Um, but also be careful with your words because you can't hurt people. And then to finish off today's episode, we will share the fact of the day. And now I didn't want to overload you with information, so I just I just want to share something quick and simple, you know, short and sweet, as they say. So hares are born with fur and can see while rabbits are born naked and blind. So there you go. If you ever are in the field and you see hares or rabbits, babies, like real, real babies, you can uh, tell the difference. I actually had um, rabbits before and if you touch, when they're just born, if you touch um, baby rabbits, their parents will abandon them and they will be left to die. Um, I think they just get the smell of the human or something on them. So also don't touch any rabbits or hares if you do see them in the field. I can't imagine you would, but you know, you never know what you come across. So thank you again for listening today. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I did thoroughly. I hope you've learned something about redheads. I definitely have. And I look forward to meeting again with you soon. <laughs>